1: Black here with you for another quick episode of The Blackout, brought to you by Super Team Media. Here on The Blackout, each week I promise to bring you information on the biggest games and the best teams in all of college football. This episode of The Blackout may come as a surprise to those of you who have followed the show so far, and that's because this episode was in the works while I was putting the final touches on the last one. If you missed it, you can catch my previous episode of The Blackout where I interviewed Don Munson leading into the Clemson Tigers game against Texas A&M coming up this Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. In this episode, however, I have the opportunity to interview from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and from DogNation.com, Mike Griffith. Mike has been very generous with his time offering me this opportunity to do the interview. He spent a lot of time in the Southeastern Conference He spent time covering Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, and now, of course, Georgia with Dog Nation. You can find his work on Twitter at MikeGriffith32. Now joining the blackout from Atlanta Journal-Constitution, DogNation.com, it's Mike Griffith. Mike, how are you doing today?
0: Doing well, thank
1: you. Yeah, thank you for joining the show. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I know that you're looking forward to a big game this weekend when the Georgia Bulldogs head to Columbia, South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. What's your first takeaway from this game, and what type of game are you anticipating?
0: Well, I mean, I guess just selfishly, my first takeaway is what a great environment, you know, South Carolina, Williams-Brice Stadium has become. You know, it wasn't always like that. You know, I remember covering Tennessee in the 90s and some of the road trips there, and um you know, very ordinary and average, but it's really grown. You know, you look at the changes and the way the facilities have sprouted up. Uh, Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier certainly have elevated uh, the program. Uh, they they aren't there yet. They're still looking for that elusive SEC title, but uh, the fans are there. And that's one thing I've always said, because uh, I saw South Carolina get some bowl bids over Tennessee because of that fan base and the way they traveled um, back during the Lou Holtz era. I mean, they really made a statement, South Carolina. Um, the fans kind of really deserve a better program and a better product that's been put on the field for years and years. So while I don't think this is a championship South Carolina team, um, I do think it's one of the most loyal and strongest fan bases in the country.
1: Yeah, it is going to be a hyped environment down there in Columbia. I've been down there once myself, and I understand what it's going to be. Uh, now, you just mentioned, uh, you kind of took words out of uh, one of my upcoming questions, but you said that you don't believe that South Carolina is a championship contender right now. I agree completely with you. Uh, are they, though, the primary contender with Georgia in the SEC East?
0: Well, it's hard to say right now. You know, we're, we're waiting to see a little bit more about how Florida develops under Dan Mullen. Sure. Uh, we're waiting to see if Missouri can mount a challenge. You know, every time it seems like we overlook Missouri, They win the East, you know, they've (laughs) won the East twice since they've joined the conference, you know, six years ago. So Drew Locke came back for his senior year, and that's kind of a rat trap game for Georgia as well at the end of this month. So uh, right now they're the biggest challenge because they're the first challenge. And further, because Georgia does have some young guys, uh, some new starters who haven't been in this environment. So I think if there's a time to catch Georgia, uh, this would be it. And that said, I'm not sure that South Carolina has the horses to slow down this Georgia offense.
1: Flip it to the other side for South Carolina. I know the defense may struggle with the Georgia offense, but flip it to the other side. A guy that missed out on last year's game, Debo Samuel. He had a leg problem last year. I, think, I believe there's a broken leg. But now Debo Samuel back in the offense for South Carolina. How is Georgia going to focus on him and uh, try and take him out of the game as much as they can because he's a big-time threat?
0: Sure. You know, probably like they would any other primary target, you know, I'm sure we'll see the safety shade to his side. Um, You know, I'm sure they'll identify and locate him on every play. I mean, you know, no coach is going to want to get beat by the other team's best player. I mean, the objective is to take away the best guy. I know South Carolina probably will do some creative things to get Debo the ball. Uh, He's certainly a marked man. Uh, You know, he made his feelings known about Georgia's secondary and, and specifically DeAndre Baker, you know, a guy that a lot of people think is maybe a first-round draft pick. So, you know, South Carolina's done what they could to stir the pot, to create a, a crazy, maybe hectic environment for Georgia to come play in. And, you know, it's kind of like they picked the scab. And, you know, we're going to see, you know, uh, you know how Georgia responds to that. Um, I do expect it to be an emotional game early on, especially. And, uh, you know, Debo Samuel, one way or the other, will be a big factor
1: now when we look at georgia's offense one of the things that i find fascinating about some of these top teams in the country you can correlate it with alabama you can correlate it with clemson at georgia what are we going to see at the quarterback position i know jake Fromm has been there he's done that he's going to be a starter but is justin fields talented enough that we are simply going to see him inserted into the offense as another weapon against opponents especially once we get up on a bigger stage against a team like south carolina
0: well, you know, I don't think it's the stage or the opponent so much at the time of the year. I mean, this is Justin Fields' first football game on the road. Uh, I don't think you want to put him into a situation uh, like that uh, unless you're leading comfortably. I mean, Jake Fromm is kind yeah. of the battle-tested veteran that, you know, can fly the airplane and land it and take off in bad weather. And, you know, just Justin Fields is just, you know, as talented and as gifted as he is. I mean, he's still learning college game speed and game day speed i thought he performed well against austin p but he wasn't without fault you know he took off running a couple times and you know while he's certainly a capable runner george's only got two scholarship quarterbacks and kirby and jim chaney really don't want to see justin taking those chances early in the season uh now maybe later in the year uh maybe uh the auburn game for example but, you know uh something like that where You know, there's a real threat where Justin has played enough, where he's up to game speed, where he can bring you some elements that Jake Crom can't. But I don't think he's quite there yet. I do think they'd like to play him, but I don't think you're going to see him put into a situation uh, that could put his confidence or or, uh, put Georgia at risk because he is a true freshman and this is his first road game.
1: Now, one of the weapons that they have at their disposal at the quarterback position is this transfer, Demetrius Robertson. Uh, he had the 72-yard touchdown in the first game against Austin P. Is he going to be a guy that really factors into this offense a lot, or did he simply just make one big pop play? Uh, is he going to be a big factor, and is he going to be touching the ball a lot as the season goes on?
0: Well, I mean, he's going to be one of the guys that the defense has got to account for. I mean, I think, you know, he's one of a few guys. You know, Georgia's got four or five guys on offense, you know, they can hit the home run from anywhere on the field. Um, you know, whether it's Nicole Hardman or, you know, James Cook, the freshman, DeAndre Swift, uh, Riley Ridley, uh, you know, that's the thing Georgia's got. Is they've just got so many home run hitters. They, they kind of remind me of those Spurrier Florida teams of yesteryear, um, you know, uh, that just had so many fast guys out there. And the way that can stretch your defense, stretch it out, and you know, create a lot of room on the field for others to operate. Don't forget, Georgia's also got two really good tight ends. So a lot of weapons there, a lot of potential matchup problems for whoever they face, uh, much less a South Carolina secondary that may be a little suspect. You know, I think Muschamp is probably one of the best defensive coaches out there, and I think his guys are coached up in fundamentals, and I think the record speaks for that when you look at turnover margin. But Georgia just has so much talent and speed on the field, I think it's going to be really hard for South Carolina to contain him.
1: Another one of those young uh, weapons you mentioned was James Cook. Uh, Now, I know you've got a starter in DeAndre Swift, a guy for my money. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if DeAndre Swift is in contention for the Heisman Trophy by year's end. But behind him, is it James Cook? Is it Elijah Holyfield? Who gets the the most snaps at at running back behind a star in DeAndre Swift?
0: Well, I mean, it's both. And, you know, James is going to be suspended the first half of this game on account of a a targeting violation when he was on a punt cover he he missed the fair catch signal and you know lit up a guy in the second half so by rule he's got to miss the first half but uh you know holyfield elijah holyfield is another guy uh that you know can factor in between the tackles maybe a little bit more of a conventional run guy uh, elijah can also catch the ball but you know james is another one of those speed guys that we were talking about and really a multi-dimensional back a true freshman that didn't get here till july so i don't think anybody really anticipated him having this much impact but he's really impressed teammates teammates from the first scrimmage onward and uh you know i do think he'll be a factor as the year goes on i'm not sure how much he'll be in the game plan because he's suspended the first half i imagine we'll see him some uh but i don't think south carolina will get the full effect like maybe some other teams will this year james cook
1: Sure. Now, when you talk about the health of this team, I know there have been some questions about a couple of guys. Uh, I I feel like what I've seen, these guys are going to be on the field. But give me your updates on what this team is seeing health wise. Terry Godwin, offensively; Jonathan Ledbetter, defensively. And if there's any other uh, notes to make on the health of this Georgia team heading to South Carolina.
0: Yeah, I think I think Terry Godwin's a go. Um, You know, I, I was at practice yesterday, and you know, he looked good to me and. You know, Ledbetter did too. Ledbetter was out there hitting sled. I I know there were some some reports of an ankle. Uh, You know, I'm not real sure to what extent that is. But when I was out at practice, he was out at practice. The guy that I think is, uh, you know, maybe questionable would be Tyreek McGee. And you know, he's kind of a defensive back, kind of plays the star nickel back, adds a little depth to that secondary for George. Not necessarily a starter, but maybe the fifth or sixth DB and. You know, I know Kirby really wants to get him back on the field because, you know, Georgia does substitute liberally on defense. They play the front seven by committee um, because they want to stay fresh. And, of course, we know South Carolina now has added that up-tempo element to their offense. And Georgia wants to have the depth to be able to counter that. So uh, Tyreek McGee is probably the most notable guy that – that I'm, I'm thinking is probably questionable. Of course, you already know Zamir White is out for the year. He was the number one running back prospect in the country, uh, tore ACL in a scrimmage. Um, and, and I think Terry Godwin's a go. Jason Stanley, I believe he's a go as well. Uh, so some of the receivers, uh, Kyrgios Jackson, maybe guys that have been slowed down uh, by a hamstring or quad, I, I think they're back up to speed now. And I think really George is probably just one DB down.
1: You dropped the note on South Carolina's offense and the things that they've changed, looking at uh, speeding up the offense, taking some opportunities to change a gear inside a game. Uh, Is that something that you think is going to take maybe a quarter or so for Georgia to really get a feel for in this game, being that South Carolina probably hasn't implemented it as as much as they will going into the rest of the season?
0: No, I I don't think Georgia's going to have any problem with that. You know, One of the things that that Kirby did this fall – he did a lot of ones on ones and, you know, coaches don't always do that. It's kind of risky to put your starting offense against your starting defense in scrimmage action. But, you know, Kirby recognized that this was going to be a very young defense and that it needed to get up to speed quickly. And he also recognized that, you know, Justin Fields needed some snaps against the fast defense. And so he would give Fields some work as well. So I feel like even though Georgia's first game didn't prepare him for South Carolina, I feel like their fall drills did and the two scrimmages they had at Sanford Stadium did because they did a lot of ones-on-ones. And um, I I think that they're going to be pretty well-equipped to handle the hurry-up offense. Obviously, a lot of these guys saw it last year against Oklahoma, a team that's pretty good on offense too.
1: Now, it sounds like I I already have a great indication of where you're going with this one, but I want to know before we get out of here, what's your pick for the game? It sounds like you're going with the Bulldogs, but just how decisive do you think this game might be?
0: I think it's going to be one of those games when you look at the final score, you're going to say the game was closer than that because I do think South Carolina is amped up for this. I do think Will Muschamp is a good coach. I think Kirby's going to be conservative on offense and slow play it. He's going to make a lot of percentage calls knowing that he's got superior talent. I think that South Carolina crowd is going to keep their kids pumped up and fighting hard. I think Jake Bentley is a really good quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, South Carolina is not going to beat themselves. Uh, but ultimately, I think the dam will burst probably in the second half. I look for Georgia to win this game 38-21. to
1: All right, Mike Griffith here with DogNation.com. So, Mike, I really appreciate your time. I look forward to hearing more from you later in the season. I'll be following you on Twitter, of course. And uh, I look forward to seeing what happens as the Dogs head down to South Carolina to play the Gamecocks. Make sure you have a safe tri- trip down there, and uh, we'll be looking to hear for- more from you in the future.
0: be a great environment. Thank you. That is Mike
1: Griffith. You can find his work at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution at dognation.com. And, of course, you can find him on Twitter at MikeGriffith32. I agree with Mike that this is going to be a wild environment that the Bulldogs head into in Columbia, South Carolina. I think that is going to be a factor early in this game, but I do believe that the Georgia Bulldogs have the talent to be able to overcome that differential and win this game in the end by a fairly comfortable margin. I'm really excited to see what happens at the quarterback position sounds like from Mike's perspective that we will see predominantly Jake Fromm in the game, but I am looking forward to seeing if they have any packages set up for Justin Fields to add an extra dynamic for that South Carolina defense to look at. Predominantly, though, I would expect that you look at this Georgia Bulldogs team as running the football, ball control, and wearing down the South Carolina defense as the game goes on. Watch for DeAndre Swift to have a big, big game. My pick is the Georgia Bulldogs 31, South Carolina 20. Whenever you want to get in touch with me, Thomas, here on The Blackout, you can reach me on Twitter, at TBOnTheBlackout. I use the exact same handle on Periscope. And if you ever want to get questions to me for the show on email, you can reach me at tbontheblackout at gmail.com. Again, if you missed my last episode of the Blackout, it happened earlier this week, and I have information in there, including all the biggest games in college football this weekend, and, of course, my interview with Don Munson, the voice of the Clemson Tigers, as Clemson heads down to Texas A&M to face the Aggies at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, next week I'm looking forward to previewing the Ohio State TCU game with Dan Hope of 11warriors.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Blackout, and be sure to subscribe to the show and share with your friends. Until next week,
0: when I talk to you again, this is Thomas Black on The Blackout.